Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning and good afternoon to our East Coast listeners. Welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Thomas Terry, and today I'm joined by my producer and director, Justin Brown, alongside soccer phenom, Grace Reddick. Whether you're in your car, walking to class, or maybe even, you know, zoning out of class, listening to the Texas State app, I promise we'll deliver some content that you do not want to miss. But first, Grace has a special message from Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks Restaurants and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on a northbound fronted road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street and San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwich, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Thanks, Grace. Now let's begin. Today's date is Monday, August 28th, 2023, and that means that the second week of classes are officially underway. How are you guys feeling about this week going in? I'm feeling great. You know, syllabus week is officially up. You know, starting to dive in, getting those assignments in, starting to take those quizzes. But I'm ready. This is a 4.0 GPA semester. (laughs) I'm on it. Need it. it. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're all going to be academic weapons this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me especially, you know, have to show up to class, make sure you're prepared. Uh, Yeah, syllabus week is out of the way just now. Back to PowerPoints and quizzes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's everybody kind of it's drop drop week for some classes, add week for some classes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I finally got the classes that I want and everything. So starting to get locked in and getting ready for those quizzes. And I actually have an exam next week. Better be studying. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Need to do that. But hopping right into Texas State Athletics. Texas Texas State soccer fell to UTSA 0-1, to one, mm. but I will throw it to Grace for our Reddick recap. Man, ooh, this is a heartbreaker. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so they it was a battle from the start, from the kickoff. We're going at it. You know, um, corner kicks, goal kicks. We're getting shots on goal. They're having a couple shots on goal for us. 16 minute. Uh, they have a corner, unfortunately. Serve it in. <sighs> Hit off couple players, and it trickles in right into the back post. And like. I know everybody, like, <laughs> every person who loses says that, like, they should have won the game, but we really should have won the game. Yeah. I'm talking about the entire game. We had possession. We were keeping them on their heels. We were doing everything that needed to be done except for just, you know, capitalizing off of those shots that we had. And we outshot them, I think, by four shots. So we had the momentum. We had the shots. It was just they got that one little go on us and man well to think about it grace i know it's still early on in the season so i know we were kind of talking about it beforehand about the way that each team approached this game coming in so maybe with it being this early on y'all can use this as a learning experience per se would you say that's true oh yeah a hundred a hundred percent uh, this is, we call it climbing the hill. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's our little saying, and this is just going to be a part of that climb. Uh, we're going to go back, uh, watch the film, review it, um, and just learn and get better uh, from this game, which is uh, what we're going to do from every game. Yeah, every single game is a learning opportunity, 100%, you know, mm-hmm. Grace. But one 
thing I had to ask you is if any players stood out in particular in this matchup. You know, you talk about how y'all were running the ball the whole day, and if the scoreboard wasn't on, it could have been people would have thought you're the team that's mm-hmm. winning. Who would be your impact player of that game? I would have to say number 12, Kinley Bradley. She's our uh, our center back for our defense, and she is just a huge player of this team. Um, she's also one of our captains, too. But in this game, she was just a standout player. Uh, wherever the ball was, Kinley was. She was making sure, uh, serving balls in, making sure that if they were serving the balls into us, she was getting those balls out. And then at the same time, uplifting and keeping the team positive. So I would definitely say the impact player of the game was Kenley Bradley. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, you guys' next matchup will be against Oklahoma State that Thursday at 730. I know Mm -hmm. they'll probably have more information on Wednesday's episode kind of to give a preview about that. But kind of switching over to the volleyball aspect of things, we know Texas State volleyball was in Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, in the Tennessee Invitational. They took on Marist College and beat them in a clean sweep, Mm -hmm. fell to the University of Tennessee SEC powerhouse, and came back and bounced back with a sweep against, I believe it was Tennessee Martin. Martin. Yeah, UT Martin. So uh, I don't know if you guys were able to catch some of the information about that. Oh, yeah, I 100% was, Thomas. I mean, I love this volleyball team, a team without Emily DeWalt and Janelle Fitzgerald, a new team. And you have to look at the new personnel that stepped up in this one. And that's K.J. Johnson and Ryan Torres. These two players, currently statistical leaders, K.J. Johnson leading in kills with 42 kills on the season. That's 30 ahead of anyone else. Mm -hmm. And look at Ryan Torres. She already has 82 assists right now in the season. That puts her over 90, I mean, sorry, 81 ahead of anyone else. No, my apologies, 71 ahead of anyone else. So, yeah, I mean, she's really doing amazing things. Ryan Torres, the assist leader on this team, she's going to be setting it up for everybody. And then you got to look at KJ Johnson. I mean, this player, a transfer here, she played at bigger schools like Baylor, and now she's on this team doing great things. I mean, Sean Hewitt has to be excited. Also mentioned Jacqueline Lee. Jacqueline Lee, a returning player on this team. She's definitely made her minutes worth it in the rotation. Samantha Wunsch as well. I mean, this team is really new and exciting. And a way to bounce back like that 3-0 sweep against UT Martin. Yes, you take a loss against Tennessee, but do not leave that tournament without a win. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, they're going to be coming back, back to San Marcos for that San Marcos Invitational. You're going to see teams like UNT, U of H. There's a lot to come. I'm sorry I'm so excited <laughs> about this volleyball team. I could talk about it for hours, but Grace, I'll let you give your two cents. Man, I am excited. Like you said, this upcoming Invitational coming up uh, against, like you said, UNT, Houston. Those are going to be some exciting games. And those are the games that are going to get us ready for conference and getting us ready to potentially bring that Sunbelt Conference Tournament home, that championship home. And I'm excited to be there at the games and cheer them on. Yeah, I mean, Justin, you do not have to apologize at all for being excited because that's exactly what Coach Sean Hewitt is inspiring us to do. Really, a lot of these coaches, new coaches on the um, for these Texas State teams, they have every student pumped up, all the athletes pumped up, ready to go out there and put on their best game for the university. But like we said, Texas State will take on UNT at home Thursday at 6.30 p.m., and they will also take on Houston, University of Houston, that Saturday also at home. But kind of zooming out of Texas State aspects of sports, before we go to break, I want to hit on San Marcos High School football. I had an opportunity to go to that game and report where San Marcos High School played Hutto at Hutto Memorial Stadium. The score, unfortunately, uh, 66 to 35. Yeah, that... That really wasn't that fun to see them dejected on the sidelines and everything. But I talked to the coaching staff 
and they said that they would have the players ready to go for this next outing against Madison. But I just need to hit on some of these stats real quick for Huddle. I have to give a shout-out to Will Hammond, their four-star quarterback. He's committed to Texas Tech currently, threw for over 400 yards, and was responsible for seven touchdowns. I mean, if you were there at the game, you saw it was big play after big play. But I don't want to leave the quarterback for San Marcos in the dust there. Cutter Gage Webb, he still had a spectacular outing there, not to be overshadowed overshadowed by Will Hammond. He still had 230 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. So at high school level, that is still a pretty spectacular game on his end there. So like we said, they'll be taking on Madison this Friday at 7.30 p.m. I believe that game will be broadcasted as well. But like we said before, we will have more information coming on that later on in the further episodes during the week. But don't go anywhere real quick. I repeat, do not go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, then dive into the national scope of things. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KT. KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Once again, my name is Thomas Terry alongside Grace Reddick and Justin Brown. We were talking about San Marcos High School football before the break, but I kind of want to, you know, give a little bit more shine to this team and everything and how they performed. Although I don't want to let this score tell the entire story. This is still early on in the season, first game of the season. A lot a lot of things could change. So, Justin, you have any insights on this team so far? Yeah, I mean, look at this. This team is coming off of a UIL ban this season. I mean, they're being told that their season, their expectations are completely out of whack right now. But to start the season off with 35 points in a game, I mean, it takes a lot to get your offense to do that. Yeah, this was an offensive battle, 66 to 35. Not usually you ever see a score like that in football, uh, maybe even basketball it could look like. But, you know, 400 plus yards, seven touchdowns. It sounded like someone was playing Madden out there, um, you know. But truthfully, I mean, I, I got to give credit to the Rattlers. The Rattlers able to put 35 points up on the board. You, it's usually a lot of teams that they're taking an offensive slaughter like that. They don't know how to respond. And this team really knew how to respond. 35 points on the board. Cutter Gage Webb, this is his first game of the season right now, and there's a lot more improvement. I don't think anything can be said about a team in their first game. You look at San Marcos High School basketball last year. I mean, they had some struggles in the beginning of their season, had a loss, but then you saw them go on a 22-game win streak. There's nothing preventing this team from doing so. Just, you know, got to keep that mindset right. Their next game is an away game as well. So you have to see how this team can handle themselves while playing away. Against the Hutto Hippos, you saw 66-35 loss. You just have to see what's going to be next but yeah the Rattlers 35 points on the board to start off a season I think that's what coach well I mean that's what coach is looking at that's what I would be looking at that's a good response to you know 66 points on the board absolutely Justin and we talk about that game coming up against Madison this Friday I think one of the keys to that game is actually going ahead and getting Stefan Stinnett going back on the ground again like I talked about in the article that I wrote Stefan Stinnett actually led all rushers on both teams with 177 rushing yards. That is, a, that is a marvelous game on the ground there, no matter who you are, especially at that level. On only 21 carries as well, I'm efficient while having that many rushing yards. So um, looking at Madison, they just took a win from Clemens. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the Rattlers are going to be able to bounce off um, from this loss and be able to come back and compete against Madison High School. And, yeah, I do believe it's going to come down to that, you know, running back, getting back on the fully, uh, on the field. But, you know, truthfully, also it's going to be about discipline. We looked at this team last year. They started off the season, gave over 120 yards into a football game, their first game of the year, just based off of penalties alone. Got to have that discipline. Got to have the right mindset if you're going to win a football game, especially away. But, yeah, you have the players. You have the statistical advantage. You have a quarterback that can throw it, a running back that can do it. Let's just see if they got the mental to go through it. Did that rhyme? That rhyme. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and I know we'll probably have more impact players and everything as the week goes on, but I'm excited for a lot of these seniors. This is a really experienced team if we look at it and everything, just like the basketball team last year. So when you have guys that come together after a loss like this, I'm looking for that quarterback, Cutter Gage Webb, to kind of take leadership inside that locker room and tell his guys, hey, we're going to absolutely need to bounce back. We know what the hostility of the crowd would look like. We saw what it was like last week at Huddle. Let's get ready to go out here and knock it out the park. Yeah, 100%. You got to zoom out a little bit from this mindset they're having. Not only are they trying to win this year, it's their playoff aspirations are gone. So what you're really trying to do is not only be a winning team, but also showcase your skills as a winner. And that stands out to coaches and scouts. There's going to be scouts here this season still. The senior leadership is going to have to be important. It's going to have to be prevalent for these players to get advantages in college. And we've seen this team do that. We've seen players come from San Marcos High School and to go to the college level. So these players, if they have aspirations of doing so, they're going to have to be able to maintain winning even with playoffs off the table i mean justin if you would have saw some of these guys on the sideline these these are d1 athletes that i'm looking at on the sideline here. yeah i'd be a little scared short king here in the studio five foot eight if anyone doesn't know yeah those football guys i mean walking refrigerators out there i would be very scared yeah but kind of zooming out from the local side of things let's go ahead and hit on some national type of things here we know that the nfl preseason just wrapped up not too long ago actually i believe yesterday what might have been the last game or maybe saturday and something that happened in the nfl landscape trey lance former number three overall pick from the san francisco 49ers shout out to the 49ers um was traded to the dallas cowboys for a fourth round pick now the interesting thing about this is that the 49ers actually gave up a lot of draft capital in that draft that he was selected in 2020, I believe, 2021, to be able to get that quarterback. And the owner of the San Francisco 49ers came out and owned it and said that, hey, we made a mistake with this. We're trying to move past it and everything. But it's not often that you see a guy, especially for a guy who didn't have that many opportunities, per se, to at least showcase what he could do. I mean, Grace, do you have any thoughts about this? Well, you know, I am a 49ers fan. And considering that we do have Mr. Brock Purdy um, being our starting QB, I feel like this opportunity for Trey and then uh, this is just going to be interesting. Like, I'm excited to see how this is all going to play out, um, what the Cowboys are going to do, how Trey is going to uh, just, like, react with the Cowboys. I don't know. It's going to be definitely a a scene and I'm excited to see it this season. You know, you look back at drafts and you look at the trades that are made right after the draft and you look at the players and usually teams that trade away their draft pick, they always regret it. You think about Luka <laughs> Doncic and Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks and the Dallas Mavs. That was an NBA trade, obviously not the same sport, but kind of some ordeals. But both of them got some good trades in that situation. But talking about Trey Lance and these two teams, you know, I want to give a shout out. Uh, to someone individual, uh, you know, we talk about Dr- Grace being a 49ers fan. I would love for you to tell the audience why you're a 49ers fan. <laughs> tell us right now. Uh, well, I may be a little biased. And the reason why I am a 49ers fan is because my brother plays for the 49ers. Actually, shout out to Braden Willis, number nine on the 49ers uh, coming in, just being drafted. So um, yeah. that's why I am a 
I know that is very exciting. I know you're kind (laughs) of torn between this argument because being having the ties that you do to the San Francisco 49ers, but being a hometown girl to the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, yeah, literally at my whole bloodline, (laughs) (laughs) Cowboys fans, we bleed Um, cowboy like so just from I have baby pictures of me and Cowboys jerseys. So just the switch. To being a 49ers fan is just uh, hilarious, really. Yeah. <laughs> so weird being the only Texans fan in a room full of people from that, Dallas. Like, you it's know, so like it's, irrelevant. It's so, no, I don't even know why I mentioned my Texans fan. Is, you know, but, like who? Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Just no, literally. Kidding. Um, but wow, we've never had a member of our staff even be an athlete before and a, mem- a rel- relative of an NFL athlete. I mean, you're going to give us the inside scoop on the 49ers yes. this year, but... You know, just a big trade, a big move to the NFL. I mean, it's exciting season. I, I, any other topics you want to touch on with the NFL, Thomas? I mean, yeah, I really, you, we could go on and on about this Trey Lance deal because it just makes it makes some sense and no sense at the same time. Being that the quarterback room is as stacked as it as it is in mm-hmm. Dallas, yeah, Dak Prescott, yeah. yeah, Will Greer, he just put on a great performance this past Saturday in uh in the last preseason finale game. But you know, I'll go ahead and leave that where it is and everything. We um. I want to kind of go ahead and talk about baseball. The baseball season is winding down. The Rangers, my team, we broke the losing streak only to lose again to the Minnesota (laughs) Twins. And I believe it was 14 innings. So now we are sitting at, well, I say we as a, I'm a member of the Rangers, but they are sitting at 73 and 57. Now the Mariners are the new number one in the AOS sitting at 74 and 56. So after the Mariners Rangers, you have the Houston Astros, no shout out to them, but <laughs> they are 74 and 58 and everything. I mean, guys, I know we've kind of talked about it on a closet to wall last week, but who do you all have coming out of the AL West? I got to go for the Strohs, man. Come on. I'm a, I'm a Houston. Leave the bias at home, Justin. <laughs> okay, look, you know, baseball, right? I did. Have I watched a lot of it growing up? No. But did I go to Astros games growing up? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, Come on, I have to go for the Strohs. I miss their brick-and-mortar colors. But what I'm going to say is the Mariners, love to see them doing good here, uh, better than the Rangers, obviously. You know, got to see them do better. Uh, but, wow, this is probably the best year for baseball if you're te- from Texas, honestly. The Rangers and the Astros both doing really good this year. The Mariners also doing good as well. If you're from Seattle, cool for you. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm very excited. I mean, the words cannot describe how this postseason is going to be. It's going to come down very close. You probably see the Astros. If they do not get that first spot, they're going to have that wild card spot. I, I think the Astros are going to get into it. But I know I can't just talk about my Strohs all day. I'll let you all talk about your Rangers if you have any thoughts at all. Well, you know, tonight the Rangers take on the Mets. So hopefully, you know, bring in a, a W. It's like we take one step forward and then, like, you know, 10 steps, <laughs> like, backwards. Steps back. So hopefully we can change that, you know? So um, fingers crossed tonight. If y'all want to, you know, say a little quick prayer for the Rangers, Please. we would appreciate that. Please. So, yeah, I give it to you, Thomas. But, yeah, with that, I know we just actually took away, the Rangers just took away one of their pitchers. Actually, two of their pitchers, they shipped off at the trade deadline. Justin Verlander shipped off to the Astros, which he had a great game yesterday as well, five innings pitched. I think, like, seven strikeouts, no maybe like at least two hits. Great game by Justin Verlander. But Max Scherzer for the Texas Rangers, he's been ecstatic for the Rangers as well since he's been here. So I look at this, I kind of see this as a moment for Bruce Bochy to tell his team, like, hey, guys, let's get it together. I know we want to rather lose now than in October, but let's get it together against these lowly Mets. This is a get-right <laughs> spot literally right now. I need 10 home runs. 
10 home runs. Yep. That That's probably not going to happen, but I want to see Wishful 10 home thinking. runs. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to actually talk about something with the remaining time that we have, about something that we really don't cover a lot of, that we really need to start covering more of. And that's the WNBA. If you know about the WNBA, you know the Phoenix Mercury has two players that have star-studded them for, I think, the last 10 years. That is Diana Taurasi and, of course, Brittany Griner. Now, this past week, the Mercury lost to the Dallas Wings, and that ended a WNBA record for consecutive playoff berths at 10. 10 straight years that they had made the playoffs in and out. And, guys, that's just a spectacular streak to have right there. But it is worth noting that Diana Taurasi didn't play because of a toe injury, but Brittany Griner did have 19 points. I know you guys are busy and everything. It's hard to keep up with sports as is now, but did you guys did you guys actually look into those box scores and maybe even catch a little bit of the game? You know, I did not get the pleasure of watching this game live, but you know, I have to look at these two teams and also, I mean, also you got to look at these 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 two conferences right now in in the in the WNBA. I know we want to talk about the game by game situation, especially Brittany Griner's performance as well. I'd love to see her back. She's doing great things for the Absolutely. the WNBA and there might even be some controversy she might be with Kevin Durant. Hey, didn't mean to drop that here. <laughs> I'm not leaking that at all. Look it up on Twitter, you might be shocked. But um, you know, that's awesome. Love the WNBA NBA relationship. That's off topic, but let's talk about it. I mean, the aces at the top of the Western Conference, 30 and five. You look at the Liberty. They're doing great in the Eastern Conference, 27 and seven. A lot of superior teams keeping that number one spot. They're not giving anything up. But yeah, very interesting. You talk about the Mercury. They've been there for the last 10 years in the playoffs. It's going to be huge for them not to make it this year, and it could mean a rebuild. It could mean changes. Really could be. And so, you know, I love to see that there's some variation in this league still in the WNBA. We don't talk about it too much here, but we need to start doing so. And you love to see that change in the dynamic of the, the, the standings. You know, the Aces now doing great things. That's the Las Vegas Aces, if anyone knows. And then you obviously have the Liberty um, that's from New York City, obviously, because it's the Liberty <laughs> Torch from the Statue of Liberty. But yeah. yeah. But, Justin, I'm so glad that you brought that up about roster overhaul. I say 10 years, and people don't realize 10 years ago is actually when um, Diana Taurasi, she was really booming into the league. She was just coming off of, the, of an injury, ACL injury. However, she came back and was still fantastic. And actually, Brittany Griner, that's when she was drafted after Phoenix didn't make the playoffs and they got that draft pick. They drafted Brittany Griner and the rest is history. Ten straight playoff appearances for them. But, you know, you talk about the future of the league, how you have these older stars. For example, Seattle Street just ended two with six straight playoff appearances. And we know Sue Bird just retired last year from the Seattle Storm. So you talk about the future of the league and these new players coming in. Sabrina Ionsky from the New York Liberty. She's absolutely phenomenal. And then you talk about these incoming players, Caitlin Clark from Iowa mm -hmm. and Angel Reese, of course. We all know Angel Reese from yeah. LSU. I mean, it's just absolutely a spectacular thing to have the future of the WNBA be so bright. It's really a spectacular thing. But talking more, even more about the Las Vegas Aces, Justin, um, I have to shout her out anytime that I'm on the air. Aja Wilson, she's one of the best basketball players that I've ever seen play before. Tying that single game scoring record, that that is a huge deal. That is a huge deal. I don't think people really thought that it would happen this soon, per se, because it had just happened with her teammate, Liz Cambich. She used to play for Las Vegas and 
for it to happen so soon, you can see the integration of the game and how it sped up so much. 53 points, that is an amazing amazing point aspect there justin were you trying to show me something there I yeah you know i know we're running out of time here and i gotta give credit to the WABA. yeah touching that single game record 53 points it's like if someone were to touch will chamberlain's record that'd be huge earth-shattering news right? right it should be and it should deserve that recognition but have to zoom out not only talking about women's basketball but international basketball in general have to talk about the fiba men's team right now as well because they're playing they just played yesterday against greece and that was a great 100 109 to 81 win and today i mean sorry tomorrow they will be playing against jordan and i mean you gotta look at this team if no one is aware of what this team has on it they have austin reeves paulo benchero tyrese halliburton josh hart anthony edwards the list goes on and on currently the one that's leading the most is paulo benchero if you don't know who he is he was the first overall pick last year um for well was he the first overall pick yeah i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah I'm, i am right Orlando man. i am not wrong <laughs> and then the second right there and averages 13 and a half points per game anthony edwards if you don't see him on the timberwolves he's dunking it on your head and to give it up for austin reeves i mean he is doing great things for this team he was on the lakers last year the you know one shout of the out lake show you know not shout out lake show <laughs> i'm a laker hater we got a laker fan in here thomas obviously but i just wanted to hear your thoughts about uh what y'all think about the international scene of basketball you know you talk about olympic basketball as well but fiba basketball as well why is it important for the usa to perform on the international level against countries like greece and jordan i mean well, before we, before I answer that, I do want to actually give a major shout out to all of the NBA players for putting on for their respective countries. The NBA is a global game, and I want to thank Adam Silver for paving that way, opening the door for more 100%. international players playing the game of basketball. Because the game of basketball is better when you have people from different nationalities able to showcase what they could do. For example, Shea Gilgis Alexander, he's a top five point or shooting guard in this league, per se, playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder, absolutely killing it for Team Canada right now. 100%. You have Jordan Clarkson. He is currently just re-signed with the Utah Jazz. He was heartbreaking. I saw a video of him crying because he fouled out in that game playing for the Philippines. He's one of the only players in the NBA that's on that Philippine team. I mean, you think of even more guys. Rudy Gobert, who plays for Team France, I saw him taking three-point shots. What is this world coming to? We have Rudy Gobert taking three-point <laughs> shots. But you've seen even... Giannis Adekakumbo, yep. he posted on social media how much he wanted to play for Team Greece, his brothers and everything playing for Team Greece. He feels as he said that he feels as if what LeBron and Michael Jordan is for the United States, that is what he is for Greece. And that's exactly what international basketball is. You're supposed to give these guys from all over the world uh, basically just be somebody that they can look up to and everything. But to answer your question, this is absolutely amazing to see this team come together for Team USA, to be able to still dominate, to be able to say that they, hey, they're still the dogs of the world being able to win those games yeah i mean i just love international basketball and I'm, I'm maybe i'm a little biased basketball to me is the best sport that's ever been created in mankind um that's just me though uh but when it comes to international basketball yes i love adam silver making this league international it's almost half of the players in the, the nba now or almost international you look at the best talent and the best stars we've ever had and that's definitely going to be the international players now you talk about uh sylvania right you know nikola Jokic as well right He's doing great things over there. Jordan Clarkson, got to give a shout out to the Philippines. He's doing great things over there as well. Just love international.
national basketball. It's a great time of the year, uh, but the game's being played at like 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> Not fun for me as a watcher. Set but. those DVRs, guys. Set those DVRs and come back. But Justin, while you actually have the mic and everything, go ahead and give us our weather closing. Yeah, you know, we got to talk about the weather. You might be melting right now, and I'm sorry it's not going to stop because <laughs> today the high is 98, and you're not going to get any rain coming your way. And guess what? It's just going to get higher from there. Wednesday, average high of 100. Thursday, high of a 101. And Friday, let's make it 102. The lows for the week, 74 today, 72 tomorrow, and 70 for th- Saturday and Friday. But, yeah, no chance of rain for the week, I'm sorry off. if you have any plants, I'd say get that bucket of water ready to feed them. But, yeah, that's your weather forecast. Don't need to bring an umbrella today. Yeah, my condolences, Grace, to you and your entire soccer team. I mean, man. I know that's got to be In the heat of the day at 2 o'clock. Just please just send, you know, positive thoughts to us. When it gets around 2 o'clock, like, oh. Poor Grace is out there. With if you team. pass the practice field, just throw some yeah, water exactly. Bottles. You know <laughs> that would just be great. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a spectacular show, in my opinion, and that concludes today's episode of Bobcat Radio. If you've enjoyed this broadcast and never want to skip a beat, make sure you keep up with us by following us at KTSW Sports on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Facebook. Apple Podcasts, all of that, you name it, we got it. Be sure to listen and watch and or follow Texas State soccer and volleyball in their upcoming matchups for the week. From Grace Reddick and Justin Brown, I'm Thomas Terry wishing you a spectacular Monday. Now let's get you back to the other side of radio.